Amen. We give God thanks and praise tonight for the River of Life uh, Prayer and uh, uh, Christian Center. Amen. Bible, prayer and Bible study from the River of Life Christian Center located up in the Upper Marlboro, Maryland, <clears throat> under the direction and leadership of Pastor Thomas and Joanne Rich. Amen. Wonderful, incredible, phenomenal leaders in the body of Christ. And I am so glad that our paths have crossed. Amen. God has a way of connecting us spiritually. Amen. With individuals who will be a part of our journey. Amen. And Pastor Rich has been a part of my journey. Amen. Down through the years and has showed himself, amen, to be an awesome, incredible, wonderful man of God. And I pray God's blessings and God's favor upon the River of Life Christian Center that God will just pour in and pour out on that ministry so that that ministry will have exactly what it needs to succeed. And I thank God for all those whom God sent there to support the ministry. And we give God thanks and praise. We thank God for all of you who are a part. Amen. For some means or another, you became a part of this ministry. Amen. This prayer and, and, and Bible study. We give God thanks and praise for you. And pray that as you, amen, join us, that you will be blessed. And you will be excited for what God is doing right now at this hour. And so we give God thanks and praise. Amen. So we'd like to welcome any new uh, individuals who've been joining us and everyone who have joined us. Amen. We'd like to welcome you to the Christ River Life Christian Center Prayer and Bible Study. Amen. Which takes place this time. Every Monday night, Monday through Friday, amen, hallelujah. Every Monday night, hallelujah, throughout the month of March, amen. So last uh, 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 week, uh, we, we were uh, looking at the life of David in 1 Samuel chapter 21, uh, beginning at verse 1. And we left them crying, confused, and concerned. Uh, we, we, we talked about how he was going from faith to fear, and one thing was leading to another. We also talked about how fear is always the enemy of faith in our lives. And as we, 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 we look at this chapter, uh, we see David arriving at Nob, a priestly city where he runs to the priest Abimelech. Amen. And so and so we see David's faith in God's protection being replaced by the fear of man and what Saul could do. So he's spiritually and emotionally confused. Now, he has been anointed to be king of Israel. <laughs> you, you, you know, when, when, when David was anointing, anointed, 
amen, uh, uh, the prophet Samuel poured that all on him. Praise God. And, 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 and most of us, amen, when we were anointed for uh, positions in the church, such as pastors and deacons, you know, or bishops, or what have you, uh, we are always anointed with oil. And there's a service of consecration. And David was anointed with oil. And while I'm mentioning this, it's because we got, we got him uh, uh, emotionally confused. But he's running for his life. No family, no friends, and he's lying. We talked about he lied three times in this chapter. And this lying was dishonoring God in several situations because God is tech. Testing David's faith, but he's blowing it. And I mentioned last week that God allows circumstances to come into our lives to test our faith in him. Because only he can accomplish his purpose for our lives in a way that can never be done. No other way. And how God allow us to go through the fire. Because gold is refined through fire. So when problems and difficulties seem to overwhelm us, there's some lessons that we that 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 that, that God is trying to teach us. And and so 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 I told you that we can learn from David's experience that uh uh as, as, as fear is always the enemy of faith, to believe God, number one, to believe God, to rely on the word of God, and to claim the promises of God, hallelujah, and when we do that, when we believe God, when we rely on the word of God, and we claim the promises of God, we can conquer fear. So God is allowing David to go through some rough times. <laughs> Not that he has uh, uh, ascended or anything or committed any, any sin, but, but this testing period. <laughs> How many you know that God is a testing period for every one of us on this line to prepare us for something great? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me say this to you, because that's just told me when my first wife died, and I was confused, and I was in a place of darkness. And, and Pastor Kevin Hart from the Christian Tabernacle told me, he said that what's in front of me is bigger and greater than what's behind me. And, and that thing encouraged me because I didn't know what was in front of me, Pastor Rich. I didn't know what, what thing was going to be like to come down in Texas. I didn't know that I was going to become a part of the part of the house of, uh, of ministry. I didn't know that I, would, that I was going to meet my next wife down here. I didn't know. But we shouldn't be afraid to take a step, <laughs> a destiny step. We, we, we shouldn't be afraid. That David should not have been afraid. He should not fear. Hallelujah. And we should not fear. Amen. Hallelujah. But we always do. If we're really honest, <laughs> we got to admit that sometimes our fear of our problems and circumstances 
are more real than the presence of the Lord. Uh-oh. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Let me say that again. If we are really honest, because I'm going to tell you, man, I, I, to, I, I didn't know what was in front of me. I didn't know what it would be like to have another wife in my life when I had only woman woman in my wife for 40-something years. What would it be like to have another woman in my life? I didn't know what that was like. I was so used to what was going on up in, up in Merlin. <laughs> but I had to move in faith. Let me ask you a question. What caused David to panic? Wasn't he willing, in the will of God? Huh? But he was surrounded by uh, bewildering circumstances. And as like many of us, we have so many blind spots. So many things that we're not willing to face up to as far as our weaknesses and unbelief. We got to be honest with God. And Lord, Lord, I, I ain't there yet. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, uh, Pastor Rich, I had to block off some people say, say, are you sure God is leading you down to Texas? Are you sure? Because hmm? that would have made me doubt <laughs> let, 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 to hear what, them, what they had to say. Are you sure? Are you sure? L listen, listen, listen. God has to get our attention sometimes. Amen. Hallelujah. And 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 to pinpoint these things for us by circumstances and 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 and, and allowing things to come into our lives. So as we go into chapter twenty-one, I think I mentioned this last week. Uh, uh, David went to Nob to a Bimelech the priest, and and he asked him, "Why are you alone? And why is no one with you?" And here David started lying. <laughs> now, 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 Nob was not a, was a sanctuary. It, 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 it was, it was within the uh, uh, jurisdiction of Saul. Hmm? But, 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 David's going to learn some lessons here. Hmm? Everything that's happening to David at this point is all in the will of God to make him a man of God. Let me say that or prophesy to somebody on this line. Everything that you're going through, everything that's happening to you at this point in your life, hallelujah, all of it is in the will of God to make you, hallelujah, into who you are becoming. Good God Almighty. He shout. Oh, somebody need to shout over that one. Hallelujah. Who you are becoming. It's not who you are now. Who you are becoming, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, yeah, go ahead and shout. Hallelujah. Who you are becoming. Hmm? Hmm? We can learn a lot from David here. Hmm? Hmm? David made his way to know because... Altars were there, Pastor Rich, and, and he wanted to obtain intervention of a priest and get divine direction for his future course. Hmm? But he lost his perspective. 
Woo. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever lost your perspective, unable to remember God's mm -hmm. promises and provisions in your life? Do the Lord's daily miracles in your life, such as your health and strength, sometimes seem unrelated to supernatural? Have you ever taken matters into your hand and made a mess of things? <laughs> don't don't have to ask you. You have to you, listen. You 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 just you just weigh that for yourself. You don't have to answer that right now. I'm, I'm just kicking these things out too, so you can drag a hold of these things because we can learn some stuff from David's situation here. Because hmm? we too hurt. Hallelujah. We we. Listen, 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 listen. He he fled. Um, um, <laughs> he 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 fled from. Now wait a minute. He was with Samuel in Mama. He was in God's will. But he fled to Gath. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. He, he, he went to Nob, and then he went from Nob to Gath. We, we ain't going to get in that part of the story yet. I, I, I want to deal with him while he's in Nob here because it's, it's, it's a painful part of David's history. And, and 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 he's not living near to God as he was before. You know, before he he was living near to God, man. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, this guy. He he was somebody. They even wrote songs about him. They even sang his praise, Hallelujah, which, which, which caused Saul to become jealous. Talking about David, Saul killed his thousands and David his ten thousands, and the women were singing when he came back uh, from from a campaign, and 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 boy, that 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 thing made Saul mad. And now he become he became Saul's enemy number one because next Saul thought the next thing they they would they, they, they would talk about him uh, 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 taking the throne. And Saul, <laughs> his mindset was, "I, I got to kill him. I got to get. I got to get rid of this guy." You see, but we, but we did cover the fact that God put grace there, and that grace was in the form of of Jonathan, who was Saul's son, who loved David as his own soul. Hmm? But he fled. His faith was being tested. His faith was being tested. How many know you learn painful experience? Amen. And bitter. Uh, 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 you, 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 you learn um, uh, by painful experience the bitter consequences of not trusting in the Lord with all your heart. And that 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 when you when you when you when you attest it that there there are uh fruits of fear uh that 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 take place and 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 so david 
he comes up with these lies. And I told you he came up with three lies. And the first lie was, was that he said that Saul sent me on a secret mission and no one is to know anything about it. And I must keep everything confidential. As for my men, I told them to meet me at a certain place. <laughs> he says, I'm alone because I'm on a secret mission. And the fact that no one is with him explained by a, 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 a plan uh, uh, endeavors with his, with his men in another location. Hmm? And so the next lie that he tells, which is the second lie, he says, uh, it was about David. David asked him, do you have any bread? And the priest told David, I don't have no ordinary bread on hand. However, there's consecrated bread here, uh, provided the men have kept themselves from women. And, and this is verse 4. And the priest explained that they don't have any regular bread, but that he does have some of the consecrated bread that has been used on the table of showbread, and that it would be possible for him to give him this bread, provided his men have kept themselves from women. Here's David's reply, <laughs> verse 5. Indeed, women have been kept from us. Uh, as usual, whenever I get out, when, when, he said, whenever I set out, the, the men's things are holy, even on missions that are not holy. How much more so today? Okay? He uses the word indeed. In other words, this is a great confirmation, no, affirmation word. And then he concludes his life by saying, how much more today? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. David came to know his own weaknesses and learn firsthand the danger of taking his eyes off the Lord. How many of you know it's a dangerous thing to take your eyes off the Lord? Hmm? Hmm? The, the, the events through which he passed showed him the wretchedness of self-dependence. Through David's experience, we learn something of what is to suffer wrongly, to be unjustly deprived of love and companionship of one's wife and trusted friend, to be forced to endure social ostracism and economic hardship. Under such conditions of anxiety, loneliness, and constant fear, betrayal, betrayal the strongest heart will fail, and the most stark spirit will be inclined to give way to either resentment or despair. So David shows us the response to injustice is never to seek revenge nor to God nor to doubt God's providence. Hmm? Number 1. We must be rooted in a strong sense of belonging to God the Father, so that no matter what storms arrive, we trust ourselves entirely to his care. I don't know about y'all, but when we went through that pandemic season, praise God, 
I remind myself that I belong to God. And I don't care. I know people were dying all around. Thousands were falling all around me. Hallelujah. But I'm reminded what the scripture says. Hallelujah. A thousand shall fall on my right. Ten thousand fall on my left. But it should not come nigh thee. Praise God. Because I know who I belong to. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why we went through that Psalms 90. Hallelujah. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So through his inner workings, we are given the ability or feelings of competence to face each God's appointed task with confidence, no matter how difficult. Listen, listen, I don't care what task you're facing, but you can face it with confidence. Hallelujah. I don't care how bad it looks. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I don't care because you know what? All things work together for the good to them that love the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the priest, he gave him consecrated bread. Since there was no bread except the bread of presence that had been removed from before the Lord and replaced by hot bread on a day it was taken away. That's in verse 6. Hmm? Now, Let's look at verse 7, because <laughs> this is where I wanted to go tonight, to verse 7. It says, Now one of Saul's servants was there that day, detained before the Lord, and he was Doeg the Edomite, Saul's head shepherd. Hmm? <laughs> David wrote about Psalms, uh, 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 he wrote about uh, 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 Edomite, a doeg in Psalm 52. He says, Why do you boast in evil, O might man? The loving kindness of God endures all day long. Your tongue devises destruction like a sharp razor, O worker of deceit. You love evil more than good, falsehood more mm -hmm. than speaking what is right. You love all the words that devour, O deceitful tongue. But God will break you down forever. He will snatch you up and tear you away from your tent and uproot you from the land of the living. And the righteous will see and fear and will laugh at him saying, Behold, the man who would not make God his refuge, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and was strong in his evil desire. But as for me, I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the loving kindness of God forever and ever. And I will give thanks forever because thou hast done it. <clears throat> and I will wait on thy name for it is good in the presence of thy godly ones. Doeg was Saul's head shepherd. He was an Edomite, one of the descendants of Esau. And it says that he had been detained before the Lord on this occasion. Now, wait a minute. In order to teach David lessons, hallelujah, to, 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 to David of the high cost of lying. Okay? So we learn that Doeg is an Edomite and that the Edomites were descendants of Esau. 
and that these people lived in the country south of the deep sea. As the brother of Jacob, Esau was given a secondary blessing of Jacob. Esau had many descendants, and they grew into a prosperous nation. Doeg, the Edomite, was the chief herdsman among Saul's servants. He may come into Israel as a mercenary and then given the responsibility of tending to the king's flocks and herds. Hmm? So wait a minute. We see in this chapter, David is confused. He lies three times because the king suspects something ain't right. Hmm? And then we see that that in that 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 Doeg is there. He he he's one of Saul's servant, and that he was detained before the Lord. Hmm? Now. I want you to look at verse 8. David asked Abimelech, do you have a spear or a sword here? I haven't bought a sword or any other weapon because the king's business was urgent. That was the third lie. So David is saying, he's saying that he got away without any weapons because the king's business was urgent. So, 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 <laughs> let's look at verse 9. The priest replied, the sword of Goliath the Philistines, whom you killed in the valley of Eli, is here, and is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you want it, take it. There is no sword here but that one. And David, look what he says, there is none like it. Give it to me. Okay, so, so let's look at this. Let's, let's look at this. Let's look at David's situation. It just so happens that Doeg the Edomite, Saul's head shepherd, had been detained in Nob on this occasion. And he's witnessing and listening to everything that has transpired. He's witnessing and listening to everything David is saying. Hmm? And then David makes a request for an offensive weapon. The only and he says the and and it says and it was the only weapon was the sword of Goliath, which is to bring a flood of memories. Now hold up, you got Doeg there, and you got Goliath's sword. Hmm? Now, 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 let's remember. First Samuel 17, verse 45 to 47. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with the sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will hand you over, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I'll give your carcasses, amen, to the, the carcasses of the Philistine army, to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not, now listen to this, it is not by sword or spirit that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. Now, that's what he said in 1 Samuel chapter 17. 
<laughs> but look what he's saying here. <laughs> there, <laughs> he said, there is none like it. Give it to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. The priest gave him <laughs> the, the, the priest gave him the, the, the now now the priest gave him the sword. Hmm? Hmm? David forgot about the sling, did he? Did he not? What, what, what about that mm -hmm. sling? Because the sword, the, the sword didn't gain no victory that day. He talking about there's nothing like it. it. The sword didn't gain no victory for Israel that day. It was the Lord. The battle was the Lord. David said, the Lord, hallelujah, uh, 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 the Lord Almighty, hallelujah, will deliver you into my hand. Hmm? Hmm? There wasn't no sword. Come on, there is none like it. He's David. David was lying. There is none like it. Hmm? That, that nothing was connected with the sword of Saul. I mean, the sword of Goliath. Hmm? 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 David fled from Saul and went to the king of Gath. David is carrying Goliath's, Goliath's sword and going to Goliath's hometown. <laughs> In other words, Pastor Rich, instead of fleeing to God, he fled to Gath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. But David should have been running to God, but he was running away from That's God. Right. He ran to Gath, right. huh? Huh? But but how many know there's nowhere to run and nowhere to hide when God has a purpose on That's plan right. for your life? There is nowhere for you to run. Praise God. Hallelujah. God knows what He's up to. Hallelujah. God knows what he's doing. Hallelujah. God knows, amen, what he sees you becoming. Hallelujah. And hallelujah, I don't care where we run. I don't care where we hide. Hallelujah. We'll be reminded. God will remind you of who he is. 